chapter eighteen of trial and triumph by francis e w harper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eighteen good morning said mr luzerne entering mr thomas office are you busy not very i had just given some directions to my foreman concerning a job i have undertaken and had just settled down to read the paper well how does your acquaintance with miss harcourt prosper have you popped the question yet no not exactly i had been thinking very seriously of the matter but i have been somewhat shaken in my intention how so said mr thomas laying down his paper and becoming suddenly interested you know that i have had an unhappy marriage which has overshadowed all my subsequent life and i cannot help feeling very cautious how i risk not only my own but another's happiness in a second marriage it is true that i have been thinking of proposing to miss harcourt and i do prefer her to any young lady i have ever known but there is a depreciatory manner in which people speak of her that sorely puzzles me for instance when i ask some young ladies if they know annette they shrug their shoulders look significantly at each other and say oh yes we know her but she don't care for anything but books oh she is so self-conceited and thinks she knows more than any one else but when i spoke to mrs larkins about her she said annette makes a fine appearance but all is not gold that glitters by this time my curiosity was excited and i asked what is the matter with miss harcourt i had no idea that people were so ready to pick at her she replied no wonder she is such a spitfire well said mr thomas a little hotly if annette is a spitfire mrs larkins is a lot of combustion i think of all the women i know she has the greatest genius for aggravation i used to board with her but as i did not wish to be talked to death i took refuge in flight and so you showed the white feather that time yes i did and i could show it again i don't wonder that people have nicknamed her auntie talk forever i've known annette for years and i know that she is naturally quick-tempered and impulsive but she is not malicious and implacable and if i were going to marry to-morrow i would rather have a quick hot-tempered woman than a cold selfish one who never thought or cared about any one but herself mrs larkin's mouth is not a prayer-book don't be uneasy about anything she says against annette reassured by mr thomas clarence luzerne decided that he would ask dr harcourt's permission to visit his niece a request which was readily granted and he determined if she would consent that she should be his wife he was wealthy handsome and intelligent annette was poor and plain but upright in character and richly endowed in intellect and no one imagined that he would pass by the handsome and stylish girls of a p to bestow his affections on plain neglected annette some of the girls who knew of his friendship for annette but who never dreamed of its termination in marriage would say to annette speak a good word for me to mr luzerne but annette kept her counsel and would smile and think i will speak a good word for myself very pleasant was the growing friendship between annette and mr luzerne 
together they read and discussed books and authors and agreed with wonderful unanimity which often expressed itself in the words i think as you do not that there was any weak compliance for the sake of agreement but a unison of thought and feeling between them which gave a pleasurable zest to their companionship miss annette said luzerne do you believe that matches are made in heaven i never thought anything about it but have you no theory on the subject not the least have you yes i think that every human soul has its counterpart and is never satisfied till soul has met with soul and recognized its spiritual affinity affinity i hate the word why because i think it has been so wrongly used and added to the social misery of the world what do you think marriage ought to be i think it should be a blending of hearts an intercommunion of souls a tie that only love and truth should weave and nothing but death should part luzerne listened eagerly and said why miss annette you speak as if you had either loved or were using your fine imaginative powers on the subject with good effect have you ever loved any one annette blushed and stammered and said i hardly know but i think i have a fine idea of what love should be i think the love of a woman for the companion of her future life should go out to him just as naturally as the waves leap to the strand or the fire ascends to the sun and this said luzerne taking her hand in his is the way i feel towards you surely our souls have met at last annette said he in a voice full of emotion is it not so may i not look on your hand as a precious possession to hold till death us do part why mr luzerne said annette recovering from her surprise this is so sudden i hardly know what to say i have enjoyed your companionship and i confess i have been pleased with your attentions but i did not dream that you had any intentions beyond the enjoyment of the hour no annette i never seek amusement in toying with human hearts i should deem myself a villain if i came into your house and stole your purse and i should think myself no better if i entered the citadel of a woman's heart to steal her affections only to waste their wealth her stolen money i might restore but what reparation could i make for wasted love and blighted affections annette let there be truth between us i will give you time to think on my proposal hoping at the same time that i shall find favour in your eyes after mr luzerne left annette sat alone by the fireside a delicious sense of happiness filling her soul with sudden joy could it be that this handsome and dignified man had honoured her above all the girls in a p by laying his heart at her feet or was it only a dream from which would come a rude awakening annette looked in the glass but no stretch of imagination could make her conceive that she was beautiful in either form or feature she turned from the glass with a faint sigh wishing for his sake that she was as beautiful as some of the other girls in a p whom he had overlooked not thinking for one moment 
that in loving her for what she was in intellect and character he had paid her a far greater compliment than if she had been magnificently beautiful and he had only been attracted by an exquisite form and lovely face in a few days after mr luzerne's proposal to annette he came for the answer to which he looked with hope and suspense i am glad he said to find you at home yes all the rest of the family are out then the coast is clear for me there was tenderness and decision in his voice as he said now annette i have come for the answer which cannot fail to influence all my future life he clasped the little hand which lay limp and passive in his own his dark handsome eyes were bent eagerly upon her as if scanning every nook and corner of her soul her eye fell beneath his gaze her hand trembled in his tears of joy were springing to her eyes but she restrained them she withdrew her hand from his clasp he looked pained and disappointed have i been too hasty and presumptuous annette said no rather faintly while her face was an enigma he did not know how to solve why did you release your hand and avert your eyes i felt that my will was succumbing to yours and i want to give you an answer untrammelled and uncontrolled by your will mr luzerne smiled and thought what rare thoughtfulness and judgment she has evinced how few women older than herself would have thought as quickly and as clearly and yet she is no less womanly although she seems so wise what say you my dear annette since i have released your hand may i not hope to hold this hand as the most precious of all my earthly possessions until death us do part annette fixed her eyes upon the floor as if she were scanning the figures on the carpet her heart beat quickly as she timidly repeated the words until death us do part and placed her hand again in his while an expression of love and tender trust lit up the mobile and expressive face and annette felt that his love was hers the most precious thing on earth that she could call her own the engagement being completed the next event in the drama was preparation for the wedding it was intended that the engagement should not be long together they visited different stores in purchasing supplies for their new home how pleasant was that word to the girl who had spent such lonely hours in the home of her uncle to her it meant one of the brightest spots on earth and one of the fairest types of heaven in the evening they often took pleasant strolls together or sat and chatted in a beautiful park near their future home one evening as they sat quietly enjoying themselves annette said how happened it that you preferred me to all the other girls in a p there are lots of girls more stylish and better looking what did you see in poor plain me he laughingly replied i chose you out from all the rest the reason was i loved you best and why did you prefer me she answered quite archly the rose is red the violet's blue sugar is sweet and so are you i chose you because of your worth when i was young i married for beauty and i pierced my heart through with many sorrows you've been married said annette with a tremor in her tones why i never heard of it before did not mr thomas or mrs lisette tell you of it they knew it but it is one of the saddest passages of my life 
to which i scarcely ever refer she my wife drifted from me and was drowned in a freshet near orleans oh how dreadful and i never knew it does it pain you no but it astonishes me well annette it is not a pleasant subject let us talk of something else i have not spoken of it to you before but to-day when it pressed so painfully upon my mind it was a relief to me to tell you about it but now darling dismiss it from your mind and let the dead past bury its dead just then there came along where they were sitting a woman whose face bore traces of great beauty but dimmed and impaired by lines of sorrow and disappointment just as she reached the seat where they were sitting she threw up her hands in sudden anguish gasped out clarence my long-lost clarence and fell at his feet in a dead faint as mr luzerne looked on the wretched woman lying at his feet his face grew deathly pale he trembled like an aspen and murmured in a bewildered tone has the grave restored its dead but with annette there was no time for delay she chaffed the rigid hands unloosed the closely fitting dress sent for a cab and had her conveyed as quickly as possible to the home for the homeless then turning to luzerne she said bitterly mr luzerne will you explain your encounter with that unfortunate woman she spoke as calmly as she could for a fierce and bitter anguish was biting at her heart-strings what claim has that woman on you she has the claim of being my wife and until this hour i firmly believed she was in her grave annette lifted her eyes sadly to his he calmly met her gaze but there was no deception in his glance his eyes were clear and sad and she was more puzzled than ever annette said he i've only one favour to ask let this scene be a secret between us as deep as the sea time will explain all do not judge me too harshly clarence she said i have faith in you but i do not understand you but here is the carriage my work at present is with this poor unfortunate woman whose place i was about to unconsciously supplant End of chapter eighteen